back again. This is Raven on the Recap Recap Podcast. This is where Stu Late and me, Natalie Bansky, uh, Stu Late and I, Stu Late and myself. And myself. People use myself way too much. Just don't say myself. We are going back to the very start of Game of Thrones and watching our way through the entire series. Yeah, and we are. doing a podcast after each one <laughs> just to, for, you know, memory's sake, to remind ourselves of the genius that is Game of Thrones and to be nice and battle ready for season six. Absolutely. And also because we're massive fans of the show and this is... A great way to rewatch it and a good excuse. It's actually really fun. Yeah. So I just wanted to start, we just finished watching episode three of season one, Lord Snow. Lord Snow. And I just want to start with the end there because we were just introduced to one of Serio the best. Pharrell. Ah, Serio Pharrell. One of the best characters in Game of Thrones <laughs> still. Such a great character. We only ever saw him in series one mm-hmm. and he's brilliant there are still people holding out hope that he'll come back. I don't think he's coming back, guys. But, but did he die? We never saw him actually he, die. I, I think he died. But I he held he off like four gold cloaks with a wooden sword. Yeah, but that sword was cut in half by the end of that scene. But I just think that he could have gotten away, man. He could and, have done And it. the guy that he was fighting with the wooden sword then shows up again later. That's um, Meryn Trant. Meryn Trant, I yeah. think, yeah. So but I think he's probably still. gone. But having said that... Definitely one of the best. And to make that, like, this series is full of memorable characters. And to make that sort of an impact with, I think, only two or three appearances in an episode, it's pretty great. Like, he's a great he's character. He's so good. And he's, of, of course, he's Arya's dancing master. Dancing master. And they're not learning the Westerosi dance, hacking and slashing. <laughs> they're learning the Bravosi water dance. And it's lovely the way that he, you know, relishes teaching Arya, who enjoys, you know, you can see she's finally got a purpose to yeah. learn how to how to fight. It's fantastic. But what I never noticed before, because I binged sort of these run of episodes from season one, episode two, up to season one, episode nine, mm. I kind of binged all of those yes. over a weekend <laughs> some years ago, uh, just at the end of series one airing. Uh, and so a lot of these things, I, I think the detail has kind of been forgotten for me and the, the kittens are back. Sorry. I am mother of kittens. So <laughs> they don't um, ever do, they don't do stuff while we're watching no, episodes. They're very considerate That's while we're it. watching episodes. They wait until we come over with the live microphone to then go and like make noise. It's crazy. Yes. Thank you, kittens. So it, Ned Stark comes in at the end of this sequence. Mm. He sees Arya fighting with Syria Pharrell and he's sort of... And he's sort happy. Of, he's, he's happy, happy to he start sees with. that she's absolutely enjoying yeah. it. It's what she wants to do. And what I never noticed before and why I think the rewatch is, is valuable, uh, <laughs> valuable, is that the way that the montage of her... Oh, it's not a montage, but the sequence of her fighting, the sound of wood sword clashing mm. with wood sword because yes. they're, they're practicing with, with fake swords becomes metal and it's like he's hearing the fights of battle battles past and all that sort of thing and yeah so the clanging of steel yeah. against steel and when and, at mm. the end Sirio mock stabs her you mm. know because he keeps showing her okay you'll be dead here you'd be dead here you'll yep. be dead here and so he gets this wooden sword and sort of pierces it through her belly and you hear this actual squelching flesh yeah. sound yeah and so the look on Sean Bean's face is is, is is really lovely of him going, oh, this is great, but at the same time, what have I done? That's and right, yeah. Like, Ned Stark's fought in a war. He knows what swords do yeah. to people. And, yeah, you can see him sort of go, oh, like, I'm happy that my daughter's happy, but I'm not sure this was the right thing to do. Yeah, how and can I, think... I ever protect my children? Yeah. 
that's it from, know, from a world from, that has swords in it. Yeah. It's yeah, no, it's cool. It's it's a it's interesting to watch that now and rewatch and just sort of to know what's coming. Yeah. And to know all the all the stabbing that's going to ensue in the in the future. Exactly. He has a little bit of a prescient uh, moment there, I think. So we start the episode with Ned uh, rocking up at I think that's what I've got on my little sheet of notes here. <laughs> Ned and Sansa and Arya rock up in King's Landing, which you pointed out looks very different to King's Landing now. It looks and very different. That's only because they changed from Malta, yeah. I believe, for the first series to They changed Croatia. the location. The, the light is different mm. and like the the sets that they use are very different, except for like the, the interiors they, they, they keep the same because I think they shoot them in Ireland. Yes. But the exteriors that they shot, they just look completely different. And it's it's funny to see that and then to see the later seasons, which I think have become sort of the standard. I think they've been there for longer mm, now. They have, yeah. Uh, it's just funny. It's, it's funny to go back to like the first season of a show that you've been watching for a long time and sort of see the little differences and, yeah. and all the little the little quirks of, of production. It's quite fun. The Ned rocks in, up into the throne room and is confronted by Jamie. And because I thought, weren't they all traveling back together? But maybe. I think Jamie had just gotten back himself because he so sort of took his gloves off and I think. Yeah, but he was just waiting there. I get the sense yeah. maybe maybe the royal party went on ahead and Ned Possibly, stayed back yeah. because Bran had been hurt and he stayed back. No, no, so, they, all, they all left at the same time, remember? They were all together. Yeah, they were, weren't they? they? I don't know. It's just we, we, we talked a little were, bit. they were all at the inn. They were all at the inn yeah. when Joffrey and we talked. And... We talked a little bit during this episode about just how the show plays fast and loose with distances and time. Mm. Um. You know, sometimes it takes a long time to get places and other times it takes no time at all, or at least it seems like it takes no time at all. And that's been a problem for the show going forward because I think people do get confused sometimes, first of all, how far everything away is from each other. And secondly, just, you know, how how these characters are all getting around and, and their relationship to each other. And it's very, I think that's been the one thing that the show struggled with constantly throughout its run is just the passage of time. We don't know, sometimes a scene will take place and it's only hours after another scene and then two scenes will be back to back, but they'll have taken place months apart. Mm. And so I think, you know, yeah, it's a problem for the show and it, it's something it's struggled with through its entire run. So I, I don't expect them to fix it, mm. uh, you know, in these, in these episodes, but yeah, it's, 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 it's forgivable too. Yeah, 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 exactly. It, it's all done in the purpose of telling a good story. Like yeah. we're not going to get held up because Catelyn Stark took two months to travel down the King's Road. And I don't think she would have because they traveled up a month. From King's Landing, yes. the royal party travelled. And a small party travels faster, faster than a, yeah. a large party and stuff like that. But even so, she seemed to get there very quickly. She did, yes. And of course, the reason she's gone there is because she thinks the Lannisters killed or tried to kill Bran. Yes. Because she found the hair, I think, in the last episode. She found the blonde hair the up blonde in, the, hair. in the tower. And so she has decided to go to King's Landing to investigate and to tell Ned. She is met there, even though she's tried to keep her presence secret, because, of course, nothing's secret. And, and we meet, first of all, in the small council sequence with Ned, uh, and then we meet them again with Catelyn, uh, Lord Varys and Lord Baelish. And isn't Peter Baelish an absolute cock <laughs> from the very beginning? <clears throat> from the very first scene that he's in, he's basically telling Ned Stark, Ned Stark, I want to bone your wife. And not only like, do that, I want to bone your wife. That's the first conversation. But I do not care if you die. Yes. <laughs> the only reason that you're not dead right now is because I have a small middling thing that it might upset your wife and I kind of don't want to upset mm. her too much. But but if it were up to me, I wouldn't care. Yeah. You know, and he just tells him that straight out. 
Like that was that was their first conversation. And he's so he's already got that so I am so cocky. <laughs> but I can't do his voice. He has that cockiness of oh yes, your elder brother left a scar from naval collarbone. <laughs> <laughs> like who is that cocky? I wish I could get around in my day. Yes, just you know like. Oh, I see. Can I help you with that particular project? Ah, let me show you the scar from Naval to Collarbone. Like, so scheming. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, there, are, are people... he's not rocking the full um, the full Northern Irish accent at this point. No, I think he's, he's still trying to. He's kind of. Yeah, he's, he's still trying to do like a sort of English accent. And mm-hmm. I think I think he just drops that by about season halfway through season two. He just decides, no, I'm I'm just talking with my normal voice now. And it's quite funny. He just becomes more and more Irish as the as the series goes on. So we also have Renly in the small council. Renly shows up. Renly. Little, little Renly. Little it's nice Renly. to see him again. I liked him as a character. Sweet, isn't he? And uh, Varys. We see the first shot of Varys. Oh, yeah. And, and the bit where um, later on, because we're, we're kind of jumping between the scenes where Ned meets the small council and then Cat turns up. But when Cat does uh, turn up and, and Baelish has brought her to his brothel, and he's like, cat. And of course, he's got topless women hanging off him. And, <laughs> and she says, you think I'm some back alley Sally. <laughs> Has anyone taken that name for a Twitter handle yet? I have become back alley Sally. If they, if they haven't, I think that's begging to be taken. And, um, and then Varys, he's like, how did you know I was coming? And he said, I was told. And she turns around and they're standing behind one of those hippie bead curtains. Yeah. Varys is just standing there sort of <laughs> eunuch-like, Mandarin-like crossed arms, just waiting to and that's, yeah. open the curtain. That's right. That's one, of those, that's one of those scenes where it plays out dramatically when you watch it. But if you think about the logistics yeah. of it, how long was he waiting behind that curtain? Just waiting for her to say and like a line that would like allow him to come, come in, in, make an entrance. Make his entrance. Why, it was me, my lady. Why wouldn't he just be sitting there with Baelish? Yes, exactly. And well, because he likes to make an entrance. You know, yeah. he's all about theatrics. Uh, something else that I only noticed, just speaking of uh, Varys and being having his little birds and whatnot, um, at the start of each episode in the opening credits, all of the actors' names, I have never noticed this before, shame on me, all of the actors' names have little sigils next to yeah, them in the yeah, boxes. Yeah. I, I, I thought that the bo- I have good eyesight. I, I didn't notice this until like season four or something. Like I just saw, I was watching, and I was like, "Oh wow, that they've got little sigils, and yeah. they all match up. They all yeah, they all match their house." But yeah. I was wondering if it's because I focus on the map. You know, you're watching yes, the map. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I have quite good eyesight, and I hate to think that I wasn't seeing that, but it, I was looking at some of the names, and all of a sudden I went, hang on. Yeah. That's a, well, no, it took me ages. It took me to like season three or four I, before I noticed that was there. But it's just one of those cool little touches. Mm. And this, this show is just full of those little things where just little background details or something they've mm. done where you don't notice it until like the second or third rewatch. Yeah. Um, and I think this is, my, this is my third time through the series because it, I, I went back with my wife and we watched a bunch of a bunch of them. But so this is my third time through. Is this your second time through or I watched a lot of well after because I binged the first season basically I did go back and watch it again but the, mm. it's been some years since I actually right, sat okay. down and watched it yes. all through. Yeah, yeah. And me too and it's been a long time since I've seen these episodes. Mm. So this is my third time through but like I'm watching it with new eyes and it's mm. really cool to see old characters and new in familiar situations, but you're watching them with fresh eyes and it's really cool. To, to, and to have that foreknowledge, this must be what people who are reading the book yeah. <laughs> felt like, you know who everyone is and you know how they all fit together and you know what's coming. So yeah. like little moments 
you can have those little foreshadowing moments because they are there yeah. throughout the whole show. Like there's little foreshadowing bits and you're like, oh, okay, that's what that meant. Or or a shot will suddenly take on a completely different meaning. Mm. And that's what I'm really loving about this rewatch so far. Yeah. Well, I haven't, you know, it's, it's one of those things where if you read the books first, well, then clearly you were in that position. But I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of glad that I stopped myself from going ahead and reading Yes, well, I mean, given that the new series is going to, is jumping ahead of the books. It's just... We're in the perfect situation. It is, yeah, it is lovely (laughs) to be able to experience it for the first time through the TV show and that real visceral stuff and then get the filler uh, from the books if, if, you know, you do go on to read them. But then re-watching, you get that, oh, and that was the last time they met. Yes. So um, speaking of fresh eyes on things, the dagger that is purportedly Mm. Tyrion's that was used for the assassination attempt on... Bran. Bran. Baelish said, oh, it's my dagger, but I lost it to Tyrion in a bet. Yes. And you said, is that a lie? And I realised, yeah, it must be. It must be a lie. Tyrion never reports, well, I suppose it could be Tyrion's because he's never asked directly, was that your dagger? Mm. But I think later on, and we will get to this in upcoming episodes, but I think he sort of disavows any knowledge of that. Of that night. Yeah. So did Baelish just completely lie about losing it in the bet? Or think, did he lose it in the bet and then steal it back? I think he might have stole it. Because now that I think about it, and we'll probably get to it in the, in the episode where this happens, but when Catelyn confronts him in the tavern, I think he says it was stolen. So it was definitely oh. his. I don't know. We'll have to double check. And we will. But either way, we now know with hindsight that Baelish is behind all of this. Mm. And it has been from the beginning, which is Playing crazy. really yeah. long game. He's one of those men who just wants to watch the world burn. Mm. And it's incredible to see, like, all the machinations that you think are part of, like, a, a, a Lannister plot or, mm. you know, like a, a Baratheon plot. And it's like, no, 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 it was Baelish the whole time, mm. orchestrating and pulling the strings. Meanwhile, Bran has woken up, but he's confined to his bed and he's not happy. And he's got old Nan telling him <laughs> stories about... I love that you do. I, I, I would watch a whole episode with just them bickering at each other. Like yeah, the, and exactly. The relationship like, Shut up. Yeah. I hate you. I hate your stories. He's so emo. Yeah. Is that even a thing anymore? Can you still be emo? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know, know if anymore. it's a subculture. I'm not down with the kids. Um, yes, up at the wall, because of course the, the, the episode is called Lord Snow, and we have your favourite, I believe, Sir Alice of Thorn. Sir Alice of Thorn. Not my favourite. Bastard. <laughs> bastard. Better than anyone else in the show. All of you bastards. This bastard. Lord Snore the Bastard. The bastard, bastard, bollocks, bastard. And it's so odd seeing John being set against Pip and Glenn. Glenn? Gren. Gren. Pip and Gren. Yeah, they, they're such good mates later They on. hate him at the start. They try to kill him. And, and they try to kill he's him. saved by Tyrion, who comes in and says, You all have very interesting faces, very distinctive, which is a great line he's as well. He's so cool. He's so cool. <laughs> and of course, John is keen to go out beyond the wall and be a ranger. You know, he doesn't want to wait, but Benjen, who is about to go out beyond the wall, or we should say go below, uh, he says, No, you're not ready. And you've got to be here. And, because he's not even a, he's not even a ranger yet. Like, he's is, still a cadet. Yeah, and it's not surprising. John is pissy about everything. Yes. <laughs> That's why we love him. I think, I think they definitely... natural depressive. I think they definitely tone that aspect of the character down, that he is a bit pissy sometimes. <laughs> I think they definitely try to make <laughs> him more likeable. But I mean, he is brooding. He's... In the last episode, <laughs> Rob says to him, next time I see you, you'll be wearing all black. And he says, well, it always was my colour. Yeah. And... 
you think, oh, of course, yes, he is a bit of a black yeah, emo he, type as well. Yeah, he's the type who would wear black even if he wasn't in the But then life. again, I, I just realised, oh, the next time I see you. And no, they no, won't see each other again no, either. they never see each other again. <laughs> so, and it, that's right, Benjamin says to John, <laughs> you know, because he says, I want to come with you and I want to do this and this. No, 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 no. We'll speak later. Yeah. There's so many scenes where people are told... <laughs> the next time we see the you... The next time we see you, I'm going to explain life, the universe, and everything. I'll tell you me. everything you could possibly want to know the next time next I see time you. next time I see you. I'm just going to pop out now yeah. for 15 minutes. I hope I'm, I'm not brutally <laughs> murdered in some fashion. I'm going to come back and tell you the whole or story. Or vanish mysteriously. <laughs> <laughs> and if I, if I was in Game of Thrones, I'd be like, don't you go anywhere. You were telling me... <laughs> You are not allowed Sit no, down. You can just pee your pants. You're not allowed to even go to the toilet because you will die of a, you know, herniated disc or something. Something that's <laughs> going to explode in your brain and I won't know. So that is the fun part is counting. We should do a count of how many a count times. Of how many times we'll speak later. Yeah, we'll speak later. And we're probably up to at least There's a bit of le- that was like three Episode two was the heavy lifter in this regard. I think there was like three different instances of I'll tell you later in that one. And there was like two in this one as well. So we're up to at least five of I will speak later. We were also introduced to Yorin, who's a great... Yes, yeah, the, the, uh, Night's, the, Watchman, the Night's Watch recruiter. The recruiter. He's great. He's a great character. Talking to Tyrion and they were having good drinks and chats. Uh, and then Tyrion, of course, is told by Maester Aemon and Jorah Mormont's father... Joa Mormont, whose name I always forget, but the bear. Oh, okay. And I didn't know. He, I just called him Lord Mormont. I yeah, was, his I name is Joa. That's why it's tricky because right. it's almost similar to Joa. Yeah. There's Lord Joa, I think. So he, Commander Mormont, and they say, look, there's, well, actually, Eamon says, there's less than a thousand of us now. And I said to Stu, fewer. I think you're right. <laughs> fewer. And those who are fans of Stannis in later seasons will understand why. That's humorous. We won't get to Stannis till season two. That's crazy. No, we don't get. We don't have anyway. any nude woman, red woman boobies. For no, we don't. Oh wow! Oh, wow! Mm. Oh, wow! That's a shame. We'll get so to that. we also had the discovery in this episode that. Uh, oh, sorry. Just to wrap that one up. So, Aemon and Lord Mormont tell Tyrion, "Look, we're running out of men." We're running out of supplies. Benjamin mm. also tells Tyrion, you've never been beyond the wall. Don't tell me that these things don't exist because yeah. you don't know what's out there. So there's this sense of urgency that winter is coming. Mm. Mr. Eamon even says that the Starks are always right eventually. Winter is coming. And people have never experienced the long winter. So yes, you know, they yeah, don't yeah. know what it can be like. Which also tallies with old Nan saying to Bran, it's like, oh, my sweet summer child. Oh, you sweet summer, summer child. child, which has become a, an internet phrase, which is very is well deployed. Oh, oh yes. is it? I see that all the time. So when people, people are sort it. of naive. When people are naive, like, you know, like, I can't believe, you know, this person acted this way and someone will say, oh, you sweet summer child. That's, <laughs> it's, it's a lovely yeah, saying. It's a, it's a very nice saying. It really sums up that sense of, you. it's not, it's not your fault. You've just yeah. never experienced Yeah, that's it. You poor realities. naive fool. Mm. This is what happens. Um, but we also found out that Daenerys is up the duff. <laughs> Danny up the duff. That's arguably the, the worst way you could have put that. Oh, really? Unless, unless you had maybe said... What, like, her, her, her belly is swollen <laughs> with Carl Drogo's seed? Is that what you're referring me to say something like that? She, she's pregnant, I guess we could say. She's yeah, pregnant, okay. Yes. Okay, right. Preggers. Preggers, knocked up. <laughs> Bun in the oven. The Thraki horse meat in the oven. <laughs> As in they eat horse meat as opposed to a bum. That wasn't yes, like a, yes. it wasn't like a like a penis joke. But I mean, it does work like that yeah, as well. Take it that way if you want. We're double entendring all over the place. So 
you know, she's obviously very happy. Carl Drogo looks very happy. He does. They're all very close and <laughs> He's looking a lot less stern. We're going to have a boy. It's going to be amazing. I just know it's going to be a boy. <laughs> I'm um, buying all blue shirts. Yeah, and then Jorah has to... <laughs> buying blue cropped riding pants <laughs> for our son. It's a blessing from the great stallion. <laughs> just like imagine the dots <laughs> Dothraki Bogans. Dothraki Bogans. It's like, okay, all right, so we're going to come in and you're all going to give us slaves, okay? Um, and if we don't like the slaves, we are going to kill you, okay? And if the women are too ugly, because we got that in this episode, yes, where, yeah. you know, Danny attempted to lead, she starts to lead like a, a queen. A Khaleesi. Not a queen, mm. a Khaleesi. And Which... it's, Means Same. queen. Yeah, yes. it means queen. Yeah. It's yeah, just is. is king and Khaleesi is like the feminine. So, mm. you, But sure, you just be a Khaleesi then. Just <laughs> if you, I mean, it does mean queen, but I'm just saying that. And isn't her name? It's not It's not uh, Daenerys' name. Yeah. Once again, don't call your kids Khaleesi. <laughs> don't call them Khaleesi. Just a f- bit of advice. Mm. bit of friendly advice. <laughs> 20 years will go it's past. Gonna, it's going to age very badly. I think it already has. And it's kind of sad to me that there are kids in the world, like yeah. there are literally children who exist in the world right now. They're probably like two or three and they're called Khaleesi. And I'm sorry to those kids. Like, yeah. I hope I hope it all works out for you. Call them Mary. You know? <laughs> What's wrong with Joan? <laughs> Polly. Sandra. You know? Sally. Sally. But not back, back alley, alley Sally. Sally. <laughs> And with that, we can probably wrap up this uh, micro podcast. I mean, it's not super micro. That, that would be like a minute. <laughs> they're, they're getting but... less and less micro. With no, no, no. They're all, they're all being around 20 minutes. It's cool. We're coming in on time. Okay, okay. Uh, so we will see you after the next episode, which I believe is Cripple's Bastards. Yes. So, great time. As always, from me, Vala Magulis, and from Stu. Winter is coming. Boom.